Welcome to the RV Podcast, episode 411. And this week, we talk about what you can do to protect your dog against the deadly and spreading parvo epidemic. and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride Jennifer and this is episode 411 of the RV podcast and uh, here it is September 2023 the RV show season is about to begin lots of fall travel and uh, a special announcement to those of you who travel with dogs there has been a deadly and uh, very mysterious epidemic that we now believe to be parvo incredibly uh, contagious that has been killing dogs uh, across the country in numerous places. We're going to talk about that in segment two of the podcast. And as you travel, this is an important segment for you to to, uh, listen up on because if you travel with dogs, you want to make sure your dog is protected against this disease. We've got lots to talk about, questions and answers, and it's always good to be back to... um, uh, first off, to announce a winner of our latest get- giveaway, we gave away a brand new um, Waggle Pet Monitor 4G GPS unit, a $295 value, and the winner is Adrian from Las Vegas. He was one of 14,000 359 entries we had. I can't believe that many people signed up, but I'm glad you did. Yep, and we've got more coming, more uh, more contests coming, a couple of great ones that we'll be starting in the next couple of weeks. So uh, be sure and stay with us. You can enter our sweepstakes free. We thank all of our, uh, our partners who uh, provide some really great stuff for us to give away. And give away, giving, away, giving stuff away is a lot of fun. So this is a busy fall season. Uh, September's here, which we think got to be the best travel month of the year don't you don't you really think i that? enjoy the fall i i don't like being too warm i love the beauty of summer but i love the beauty of fall i think even more we have had a great summer we have been on the road most of the summer we just came back from three weeks on the road and i gotta say we're starting to get a bit weary of the hot hot <laughs> weather now it's still hot uh september's still a warm month but there is a slight Nip in the air. I don't know if that's quite accurate to say nip in the air yet, but you feel it changing, don't you? You do. And the leaves are starting to fall. Yeah, the leaves are getting all tired out. We've seen a couple of them falling. Uh, this is a busy season. The the RV show season starts this month. Of course, the big one coming up in just a, a, a short period of time is Hershey, the Hershey RV show, America's largest RV show. We will be there. Looking very much forward to meeting many of you. We'll talk um, next week. We'll give you the complete schedule of where we are, and we'll talk about our meet and greets that we're having at Hershey, and uh, we hope to to meet a lot of you. We will be there this time the entire week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't have Bo with us. Yeah, poor Bo. Uh, dogs are really not allowed uh, at the at the Hershey show, uh, unless they're little tiny dogs and you put them in a stroller. Well, Bo was not going to go for that. <laughs> so, Bo gets a little nervous with a lot of confusion. Yeah, so I, I, I think, think it's I good that he's not going to come. Yeah, but we're going to miss Bo. We Everybody's going to say, where's Bo? He's going to miss us. Yep. I mean, I, got, I took a funny picture last week when we were packing up, getting ready to uh, head north. 
and he know he, he knew we were packing and the doors were open on the truck and he jumped into the truck you, i should have you post that picture it was pretty funny yes yeah and well, he, then he took my seat so yeah. oh boy we're back to those days yep yep we will so um yeah, i'll find that picture and for those of you who watch the uh video version of the podcast we'll put it up where jennifer was just talking about it yeah and i guess we better give everybody a heads up that this coming sunday night the ask us anything that we have program on sunday night at seven eastern time isn't going to happen we're going to take the week off because so many of you are on the road traveling and so the next week, September 11th, we will be back. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. And we'll have a new contest to announce. But uh, ask us anything we get. Our Sunday night off. Woohoo! But many of you will be traveling, like you say. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got several RV news stories this week we want to focus on. Let's start with the big one, uh, which is everybody's getting ready for the Labor Day weekend. Yes, they are. And uh, several different uh, groups that track Americans traveling are predicting traveling this uh, upcoming Labor Day weekend to be at pre-pandemic levels. So that's good news. Labor Day weekend is the traditional end of summer, and many use the weekend to mark their final trip. And this year, because airlines, to say airline travel has been volatile with lots of cancellations, uh, you know, putting it mildly, they figure that more people are going to want to drive there and get there by car to get to their destination for their Labor Day weekend. And then combine that with uh, gasoline prices for the regular fuel. It's just a little bit lower. I think it's 3.88 per gallon nationally. And uh, so many are predicting that the roads are going to be busy. And as everybody knows, particularly Thursday through Monday, as everyone enjoys that long weekend. And KOA reports they're looking at Labor Day shows about 25 million households are planning to camp which is more than the number of campers on Memorial Day weekend. Well, that's, uh, you know, there's a couple of things in that story that I think have changed. Number one, I don't think that it's the end of summer anymore, even though everybody kind of pretends it to be, because fall is has become hugely popular. If you've tried to get a reservation over the past few years, anytime, you know, in September, October, in most places, they're booked up. Because every weekend, it seems like every campground is doing a, a fall or a Halloween promotion. And uh, that's that's pretty amazing. Gas prices, I guess, have come down, but diesel sure hasn't. We just, I mean, diesel is still over 550 pretty much everywhere we have gone. Uh, almost $6. We saw 599 at a couple of places mm-hmm. as we were driving through four states uh, over the weekend. Um, but everybody is still camping. I mean, 25 million people out camping this weekend. That's that's a lot. The roads are going to be crowded, and it's interesting that more people will be tra- traveling on Labor Day than Memorial Day. Yeah, you and know? I think that does indicate the lower gas prices. A yeah, little, you know, probably not, maybe not diesel, but yeah. just gas. Yep. Hey, congratulations to Texas authorities. They had a huge bust of a major organized crime ring that specialized in the theft of catalytic converters and oxygen centers uh, oxygen sensors now we've reported about this several times over the past couple of years as this has become a growing problem um, particularly targeted by these thieves are RV motorhomes uh, because it's relatively easy you know there's more ground clearance for them to kind of slip underneath and to, and to snip these things out doesn't take them long at all anyway Texas police arrested four people they uh, seized 
4.3 million dollars worth of catalytic converters and oxygen center, uh, sensors, over 1,450 of them in this group, plus they had $840,000 in cash that they seized. So, Four people? Four people, and I mean, this is a major ring in Texas. It's a national problem. Uh, thieves are after the, the precious metals that are inside, and RVs, as I said, are a particularly attractive target for them. So you need to find a way to protect your catalytic converter. We have some stories at rvlifestyle.com. Just go to rvlifestyle.com and search catalytic converter, and you'll find a couple of stories that'll tell you how you can simply and inexpensively protect yours from being the target of thieves. But, uh, you know, um, there is another solution that a couple of states out west I have. know, I can't believe this. Washington state joins California in banning the sale of gas-powered vehicles by 2035. So no catalytic converters to be stolen there because <laughs> they're not allowed in the state after 2035. Yeah. So their governor announced that uh, they're going to join California and uh, so the gas-powered vehicles yeah. It'll be a thing of the past. Now, how are they going to do that? They don't know. The, you know, the details, they got a lot of details to have to work out. And uh, both states, they say they're enacting new laws to reduce greenhouse gases. But California critics say the state currently has uh, rolling blackouts and doesn't have anywhere near the infrastructure or the electric grid uh, bandwidth to handle such sweeping changes. And seem to be stopping him. And uh, the question is, how is this going to affect our viewers? You know, uh, but 2035 is a long time away. So I wouldn't get all worried about it, but we'll keep our eye on it and we'll report stuff as we, as we hear. But on the positive end, that would uh, also solve the problem of catalytic converter thefts from motorhomes because <laughs> gas powered motorhomes wouldn't be allowed in. Then look out cars. <laughs> yeah, look out cars. Uh, hey, a big story out of Texas at the uh, Paluxy State Park on the Paluxy River. Not sure that one? Yeah, uh, because of the extreme drought conditions that has dried up the river at Dinosaur Valley State Park in Texas, and because of that drying up of the riverbed, it's unearthed giant dinosaur tracks that nobody knew were even there. They had a theropod and a seropod. Hmm. So uh, one of them was how big? 60 feet, one of them? Yeah, one of them was uh, about 60 feet tall and weighed about 44 tons. So that was a big dinosaur and stood about 15 feet tall. Now, our grandson can name every dinosaur. Yeah. What they ate and what they looked That's like. That's a seropod. I think the theropod, which is this, another one they found, was is about 15 feet uh, tall. So uh, well, I've been actually down there, and it's really interesting because you can see the dinosaur tracks that was in the rocks of the of the, the right along that little river, the little Pluxy River, and uh, it's a really cool state park. It's well worth visiting. So they're probably a little bit worn out where you can see them, but when that riverbed dried up, they were really there for the whole for everybody to really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, they were underwater, and then of course the water came and the sediment dried and blew away, and whoa, some dinosaur tracks. All right. Hey, when we come back, we want to talk about this problem of um, uh, this this parvo epidemic that we now know is parvo that's been killing dogs all across the country. Stay with us. We're going to talk about that coming up. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. It was for Jen and me. 
We bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee in an incredible collection of mountaintop RV properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are five to 62 acre properties that allow RVs year round starting at $79,900 and we loved it. The scenery is breathtaking and you can own it outright. It's not a timeshare, it's your property, your way. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high speed internet and it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations, ready whenever you want. And they're selling these properties by appointment, five to 62 acres, September 3rd, 2022, $79,900. Financing, big discounts available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit myrvland.com. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, And there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World. And as we talk about it, as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount. If you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10, when you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back, everybody. Time for the topic of the week. And topic of the week this week is uh, a particular interest to those of you who travel with dogs. And I think our surveys show about 60 to 70% of our viewers travel with the dog. And, uh, Some multiple dogs. And sometimes multiple dogs. And as you travel, you're in various places. Um, y- there is this epidemic that has really uh, frightened a lot of dog owners and has baffled veterinarians because uh, the dogs have become extremely sick very fast. Many dogs have died within three days of, of showing symptoms. And at first, these dogs tested negative for parvo. Parvo is an incredibly uh, uh, infectious disease that affects canines. And normally it hits the younger dogs. Yeah, younger dogs under, I think, four months old. But this is what baffled everybody because oh, it looks like parvo and uh, they, uh, they would test the dogs at the local vets or animal control places and they, um, they, they came back negative. And so they didn't know what was doing it. Well, since then, uh, late last week um, in Michigan, which is sort of the epicenter for this this uh, this this outbreak, um, they they identified it was indeed parvo, and they don't know why they initially tested negative. This is not just Michigan. Our research has suggested that this is that there's been an infection like this uh, that has affected um, throughout Europe earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And we have we have found a reference to it in North Carolina, Tennessee, Idaho, Florida, Texas, Pennsylvania, yeah, Ohio. Uh, so it's out there. Yeah, but Michigan has been sort of the epicenter. Michigan, uh, right about right up here in the north central part of the state, and near a town called Gaylord, which is kind of uh, anybody going from the Upper Peninsula usually stops there. Traverse City's over this way. There's lots of lakes and. It's 
prime vacation country. And that's where it has been perhaps uh, the worst of anywhere. And uh, we just did an interview with Melissa Fitzgerald. She is the director of the Otsego County uh, Animal Control Department. And she has had to become an expert in this very quickly, uh, has been under a lot of pressure uh, as they've been trying to figure out what was killing these dogs. They just got the report back uh, as we interviewed her just a, a day before from Michigan State University that it was parvo. Now, why again they tested negative, we don't know. Um, early reports also said that these were all, that some of the dogs that died were vaccinated dogs. And since then, we have now learned that they were really not properly vaccinated, that their owners might have thought they were vaccinated. What does this all mean to you as you travel with your dog? What precautions should you take? Let's uh, talk with, um, with, with Melissa Fitzgerald, the head of the Otsego County Animal Control Department. Well, Melissa Fitzgerald joins us now. Melissa, thank you so much for making some time for this really important uh, story, I think, that people need to know. Let's start with what you have found up there in uh, God's country, northern Michigan, Otsego County. Otsego County. The resort in the summer. When did this start? How many animals affected? And uh, and then let's, uh, let's, let's take it from there and see how widespread this is. So we received a, f- a couple phone calls toward the end of June um, that uh, their dogs were dying of parvo. Um, when they would take them into a vet, uh, they would test negative for parvo. So the vet would treat them as they saw fit. Um, and then three to five days, the dog died. So um we were able to get a couple of necropsies down to uh, the MSU lab and they were coming back as a positive for Parvo. So even though they initially tested negative, negative, correct. So um, we had alerted the department of agriculture that we were seeing more and more cases. Um, We received, uh, well, between us, um, getting phone calls and veterinarians' offices. Um, there's been probably close to 30 plus cases in Otsego County. Uh, so, of, of dogs um, dying from this. Yeah. Of dogs dying from this. Um, testing negative, yet, you know, probably it was it was the parvovirus. So, um, the state of Michigan vet, the Department of Agriculture. Um, kind of stepped in and, and started doing testing on, on the material that they had. Um, they issued a press release yesterday that, that it is Parvo, um, but, uh, and, and they're still looking to get more material, um, whether it's a, a fecal matter or, or whatever, um, from those that have tested negative and um, see what, you know what more they can figure out about it um so that's the first that's kind of where we stand at this point the first mystery is why uh these ill dogs are testing negative for parvo and then it comes back that it turns out it was were these dogs vaccinated all of these dogs or unvaccinated no not not properly and that's kind of what they determined as well is is not proper vaccination um, a lot of people think, you know, they're um, 
their uh, distemper parvo vaccination, it's, it's like a four or five way vaccination that you can do um, as an individual um, that it's a one and done shot. And it's not, it's a series of vaccines um, normally given to puppies. And this is, this is where we were seeing the under two year old um, dogs that were being affected by this. So now, um, this, so Parvo is a, is a disease people are at least familiar with. What is, uh, I think, so disturbing is how fast this seems to be spreading and that it's not just your area. What uh, what other areas I know in Michigan, but uh, we've seen reports around the country like this. We have. We've we've gotten calls um, since putting things out on Facebook and and into the news, Um, you know, Wisconsin, um, South Carolina, uh, Florida, Texas. Um, so, I mean, it is widespread. And I think the the key is vaccination, proper vaccination. Now, uh, what precautions should people make besides that? Because it is so incredibly, so incredibly uh, easy to spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen some reports uh, in a neighboring county to you where they said they wouldn't even let their dogs go outside. Uh you know, I don't know if that's a little over the top, but what advice would you give folks about this? I, I would say, um, first of all, if you're traveling with your dog um, and you need to take a potty break, kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. Um, not where, you know, hundreds of other dogs have been before you. Um, pick up after your dog. Clean up after your dog. Fecal matter is a huge spread of this. Um, and dogs, of course, sniff it They as they sniff everything. Um, so pick up after your dogs. Um, make sure that you're they're on a leash and you can see what they're sniffing and where they're at. And um, and and go off the beaten path a little bit for potty breaks, maybe. And and um, just for dog parks. uh what and this is a tough question because so many people we use dog parks all over the country for for our dog but i'm frankly not going to let him go to a dog park for a while is is and he's been vaccinated but still uh i i don't i don't want to take the Taking chance, that to chance. yeah that's that's a fair that's a fair statement because um it can stay parvo stays in the soil and in in the uh the the area for so long i mean six months to eight years, I think. I mean, it, it takes a long time to clean up. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I was part of getting the dog park here up and running. Um, and I, you know, I hate to say that I don't, I wouldn't probably take my dog to any dog park at this point. So. Well, I, I'm I'm glad to hear that because I think that's the advice that we're going to suggest. Uh, any idea why this is so widespread across the country? We've we've also heard reports here in Nashville, Tennessee, and and, and Florida, uh, everywhere. It seems to be known. Even in Europe, the similar things. Right. Right. Uh, any idea why this outbreak is so widespread and so virulent? Um, my opinion is what you're seeing now is a um, a, a shortage of veterinarians. 
So it's hard to get into a veterinarian. Um, and people are taking advantage that this vaccination can be given by themselves. Um, however, they don't know how to properly handle it. So you go to a farm store, you pick up their vaccination, um, and it is meant to be kept at a certain temperature. Um, and most people don't know that. So they pick it up from the farm store. They take it, you know, they put it in their car. Now we have, you know, warm environment in the car. Um, they are, uh, they may stop at grandma's house. They may stop at, uh, you know, place to eat, something like that. Now it's gotten warm. It's been over an hour. And basically you have a vial of liquid that is is not um, going so, to. So that's why some of the early reports, people thought their animals were vaccinated. But but as you say, they weren't properly vaccinated. Right. And that's good to know. Uh, so they somehow this has just gotten so out of control. And yes. uh, uh, we we're learning about the mystery part of this is is the, the tested weird right. uh, see of other places where people have mistaken this for dog influenza and they first diagnosed it and treated animals that way mm -hmm. there are there are probably hundreds of conditions that this could have been so when it tests negative you know the vet goes well okay so it could be x y and z and so they you know, treat as they see fit at that point, um, you know, whether it's stress or HEG or so it's that's where the mystery had come in. And um, so, we were seeing a whole lot of dogs. So if I could just kind of bottom line this, it, whatever it is, it's very widespread right now. Uh, we're we're going to call it Parvo because the state. Yeah. So did, we can call it Parvo. Yeah. But because it is so widespread, so many animals have been affected, uh, we would urge people to avoid dog parks, places where other animals have gone, mm -hmm. watch over your dogs, keep them from that, make sure they're yeah. vaccinated. And for those who travel, uh, do some checking in the areas where you're going to know if it's, right. if it's very prevalent. prevalent. Well, we all love our dogs and uh, we love people like you who uh, care for them. So uh, well, thanks for being, uh, for getting the word out on this for, uh, for so many people. Uh, it's tough because we live in a time when journalism is not very widespread. People kind of report one thing here and not, but nobody does the big picture. And uh, that's why we're jumping in on this, trying to give people an idea. Well, I appreciate that. And thank you. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's that word of mouth and and media tends to get stuck on one thing and take it and, and blow it up. And um, basically what it comes down to is get your dogs vaccinated properly. And so. and, yep, and it's not just Michigan that this is happening. No, right. I think that's the other point. Yep. Uh, Melissa Fischel, you've been a great uh, thing. Uh, you know, I should ask one thing. What? If their dog, if somebody's dog becomes ill, what are the symptoms that they should look for and know that they need to get immediate? Right. The the very you know at at the very first sign of um, diarrhea, bloody stool, vomiting, um, um, lethargic, um, get them to a vet. The earlier 
you get them there, um, the more success that could possibly be had. All right. Well, I'm going to watch over my dog, Bo, and I'm sure others will be doing the same. Absolutely. Yes, Cheryl, thank you. And uh, we'll we'll check back again. And if, uh, if, if this thing yes, will please, please do. Please right. do. Right. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Be safe. So the bottom line, uh, as Melissa says, is um, try and limit your dog's exposure to, uh, to fecal matter. Uh, do, should you go to a dog park? Uh, a lot of people are curtailing that. What I think surprised me is how long this infection lies out there before, it, uh, it go, before it's not a danger to dogs. But make sure your dog is vaccinated. If your dog is properly vaccinated, he should be okay. I couldn't help but wonder if maybe with COVID and everybody was in lockdown, and it seems like I heard a lot of people adopted pets during that period, and maybe multiple pets. And vets, the shortage of vets being able to take your dog in to be treated, even in Michigan, you couldn't get him groomed, you couldn't get to a vet, you couldn't do anything. And I wonder if people got in the habit or trying to save money started uh, buying their vaccines in places where they weren't properly refrigerated, refrigerated the right temperature. or you yeah. bought it and the, you know. So there's a way to do things. So if your dog is not vaccinated, don't take them to dog parks, don't put them in kennels, um, get them vaccinated. Yes. Get them vaccinated properly. This is a, nothing you want to mess with. It's just it's just a really bad thing. And it's there's been outbreaks, like I said, all over uh, different parts of the country and even in Europe. And um, there's still a lot more they need to figure out about this, why it's so virulent, why it doesn't show up. But bottom line is, take care of your pets. When we come back, the questions of the week. Stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And it'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV questions of the week. And here's one that uh, came to us from Craig, Trina, and Caitlin. And they say, thank you guys so much for accepting us into your group. They joined our uh, RV Lifestyle Facebook group. Uh, we're a family of three plus two dogs, and we're fixing to hit the road full time. Right now, we're trying to find the best floor plan for our family. My question is, when you started looking at purchasing your RV, did you have any problems at the dealerships? For instance, we've gone to two local dealerships and both times, once they realized we were not buying that day, it was like they didn't have time for us. We are just wanting to look at different floor plans so we can get an idea about what works for us. I can look all day online, but that doesn't help much. Both times that this has happened, I have been very discouraged and I don't even want to try at another dealership. 
Are they all this way or was this only because they're small town dealerships that we visited? And that's from Craig, Trina, and Caitlin. That is very sad if they're only interested in you, if they think you're going to buy that day. And if you're just looking, they don't want to waste their time. Obviously, they must get straight commission for their pay, and they just don't realize the big picture about trying to educate the consumer. And you know what? I would never go to any of those dealerships um, to save other people uh, the same experience. Go online and find places where you can leave reviews. Mention that dealership specifically. Um, send a note to the owner of that dealership. Uh, let them know that you will be telling other people about it. I get, we hear stories like this. It really makes us angry. You know, um, I would be afraid to buy at a dealership like, like that yeah. because, you know, they're not interested in you unless you're going to buy immediately. And then what happens once you buy, when you go back with a problem? You know, I don't know. I wouldn't trust them to answer that. I think that so many dealers have been, have become so greedy in the last couple of years because it's certainly been a seller's market. That is starting to change now because the supplies are coming in. But, um, you know, they didn't have to work that hard to sell it. Uh, you remember years and years ago, it was the automobile industry and the stereotype of the used car salesman and the high pressure at dealerships. And that really forced, it got to be such a problem, it forced the automobile industry to reform the way they sell cars. I hope that happens with the RV industry because we get reports like this fairly often from very high pressure dealerships. And um, don't do business with them. Uh, there are plenty of dealers that really want, us, want your business and will bend over backwards. Anybody who expects you to buy that day, to make such a, it's, just, it's the second largest investment that you will make after buying a home. You're not gonna make that decision in one day. Now, that said, if you've done all your homework on online, there is a way for you to, to, to do a lot of shopping quickly, and that is by going to an RV show. And this is the season. It starts with the biggest one, America's largest RV show, uh, October um, or September 14th through the 18th, Hershey, Pennsylvania. It's gonna be a great show. 1,300 RVs, 1,400 dealers, I think are on hand representing these things, or I've got the numbers all goofed up. 1,300 RVs from 400 manufacturers, that's it. I mean, the, the best way to get a feel, the best way to know what you want is to go to an RV show, sit in them, look around, and uh, get educated. And, and we've seen people at these shows. The, the smart shoppers have a, have a little notebook, and they've mm -hmm. got several models that they know they want to see, and they want to actually go in and sit in and you know see how it would feel and what it looks like. And you can go after model after model after model at an RV show like that. And Hershey is obviously, it may be too far from you guys, but uh, the RV season starts. There are now at least uh, a dozen that are scheduled. We just, we send out a newsletter every Monday morning. And uh, in that newsletter, we list the RV shows around the country that are happening. Uh, we give you a couple week schedule on them. So if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, be sure and do that. You can do that from our website, rvlifestyle.com. And uh, look at all the RV shows. You will find one in in a in a in place that's not too far of a drive from you, and go look that way. Don't I mean, you think? Half the fun of buying an RV is asking questions and looking and just experiencing it. You you want to know before you buy. And, but if you get the cold shoulder and if you're not going to buy today, you know, buy, go away. You, you do not ever want to do dip business with that dealership. And that tells you a great deal about them. 
and uh, expose them, give them reviews, tell them. But, but before you always give a bad review, contact the owner and let him know that, and if you know the name of the salespeople that we're, that we're talking to, give them their names too, because that salesperson who did that to you will do it to somebody else. And I know if I own that dealership, I wouldn't want people like that working for me. So give the owner the benefit of the doubt that he may not know how bad that salesperson is and let them know before you publicly trash them. How about if you ask the owner when the owner's gonna be there and say, I wanna get some information and I haven't been able to get any. So when are you gonna be there so you could answer my questions? Try it, but uh, uh, good luck. And they're all not like that. No. And, uh, try an RV show though, and then you can you can yes, do all your shopping. RV really shows quick. are the best because you need to sit on the product. But we should it. also Kick tell you that if you are gonna buy, the best place to buy is usually at an RV show. You will get the best price. So. Uh, and a little hint, if you're going to buy at an RV show, buy on the first day or two because uh, the smart shoppers all know that, that, you know, they go real quick. They go quick. And the best deals are right at the start because the dealers like to put these sold stickers on to kind of create a, like a fear of missing out. So, so go do that and uh, good luck. Um, <laughs> thanks for the note. All right. Now the second question. I heard someone on the RV Lifestyle Facebook group warning RVers about something called China Bomb Tires. What is that? Okay. Tara. Well, Tara, that is a very controversial topic. Um, the industry has been talking about this really a lot since 2018 and 2019. And it's a kind of a derogatory term referring to um, low cost, relatively low cost tires made for RVs that come from China. Now, let me say this, most tires on most RVs were made in China, even tires sold by American companies, big American tire companies. So I don't want you to think that every China, any every tire made in China is bad, because it isn't, but there are some that have been. And they came up, uh, critics came up with this China bomb tires because they tended to be um, bottom line, inexpensive, um, standard tires that manufacturers bought on the cheap, as, as inexpensive as possible. And most of the problems seem to be from tires that were made in 2018, 2019, usually from a brand whose name you wouldn't necessarily recognize. Um, RV manufacturers get them, of course, because they're cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, RV forums are filled with complaints and uh, comments about them. They seem to uh, fail catastrophically through blowouts uh, very often. And a, a blowout, of course, on any vehicle is always dangerous, but on an RV, it is particularly dangerous because you lose control, that RV will flip, it can bring your tow vehicle flipping, it can cause injury, deaths, uh, it's always dangerous. But uh, again, I, I don't want you to think that all tires made in China are bad because many of the, the tires on our RVs are fine. In fact, I, as I researched your question this week, I found this quote, and this came from Roy Littlefield. He's the executive vice president of the Tire Industry Association of America. And he said, the Chinese tires coming into this country for the most part have been safe tires. Uh, all the tires have to be tested before they come here, he said. 
referring to U.S. government testing and standards. Um, that said, always check your tires. Um, big thing is to maintain proper inflation. You don't want to be too high or too low. And the safest thing you can do for your tires is to have a good quality tire pressure monitoring system installed on the tires of your RV or your motorhome or your towable. Uh, you know, the best of them will give you the tire pressure and the, the heat, because uh, heat's an enemy of tires. You don't want them to get too hot. And they'll, you know, on the TPMS system, it'll tell you when it's too hot, like a little red line, it'll approach. So get a TPMS system for your, your RV and keep them uh, inflated. Check them always, look for signs of wear or anything coming loose. Um, is there a, such a thing as a China bomb? I don't know. Uh, there certainly have been a lot of complaints about cheaper, really cheap tires that came from China. Uh, so I'll leave, uh, leave all that to you, but check your tires. That's the important thing. We love getting your comments and your suggestions. So if you'd send us your thoughts, we would love to receive them. Just uh, use our private email, Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. And again, don't forget, uh, sign up for our newsletter. We list the schedule of upcoming RV shows every Monday that goes out with lots of news and stuff that we, we don't get a chance to share in our other uh, outlets. So uh, make sure you get our Monday newsletter every week. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week. And um, again, we're looking forward to seeing as many of you as you can at the Hershey, America's largest RV show coming up in just a couple weeks. Thanks for watching. Happy trails.